All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Empire Self Podcast. And I am your host, Mark A. Turnipseed. For those of you who don't know, the A in my middle name means Adams. And I always long thought that I was related to the President John Adams. But it turns out that's not necessarily true. Although I might be related to him, it's not fully conclusive. So we don't actually know that. But I will say that just having the last name Adams throughout my childhood always helped because I was a little kid who had very, very low self-esteem. So thinking that I was related to John Adams really helped me out through elementary school. So anyway, this Empire Self podcast is largely going to be talking about self. It's largely going to be discovering things inside of self that helps us to develop into a greater self, an individual that we can depend on ourselves. And once we become an individual that we can depend on ourselves, we can become an individual that other people can depend on. This is ultimately what I want to help people do because I felt like I did it for myself, but I didn't go after it alone. But I will say the very first thing that I had to overcome was a series of fears. These three essential fears are ultimately, as I was writing my first book, are ultimately the things that I began to recognize were a common thread throughout my life. The first fear was my fear of self. The second fear was my, I, my fear of intimacy and my fear of others. My third fear to get over was my fear of God and my fear of faith, my fear of having trust honestly, my fear of believing that good things were out there, that good people were out there, that this world was, in fact, inherently good. Now, all of these types of things, to come over those three fears for me, took many years. And I would imagine for most people, it's going to take many years as well. And here's the unfortunate truth about this, is that every single morning that I wake up, I have these fears again. And so I have to have practices that help me to accept myself, to love others, and to trust in God and in faith that things are going to work out for me. So this first kind of three-set part of this podcast that I'm launching with is going to be discussing fear of self, fear of intimacy, and fear of others. I mean, and fear of God. Fear of self, fear of intimacy in others, and then fear of God and faith. So let's just dive right in. Let's go on and look at the fear of self. Where does the fear of self come from? Well, very interestingly, I thought my name was John Adams, or I thought I was related to John Adams. If I thought that I was related to John Adams, there was something inside of me at a very early age that didn't feel like just being Mark Adams, turnip seed, was enough. So, did I start my whole life believing that I wasn't enough? Is that a common thing? Do, do, do many kids feel this way? Well, I remember looking around in elementary school, and I don't really feel like everybody felt that they weren't enough. I, I almost felt like everyone else kind of 
had an understanding about life that I didn't really understand. I almost felt like they knew themselves more and they knew their place in the world more. And they knew how to communicate between each other better. And they clearly had a better relationship with this higher power, this God, this creator of the universe. It was almost as if I felt like I was born and uh, as an abject to society. Now, why does that happen? You know, there's a number of things that happened in my life uh, that you can read about in my book, right? The, the, um, the molestation, the um, very strict parenting, the Southern Baptist uh, religion that I was growing up in. A lot of those things can instill fear in somebody. And so can just the aspect of being in grade school. Honestly, it's a scary place to be because you're sitting there and you're told no more than you are told yes, at least in my elementary school. I, I, I remember going through uh, manners classes where the teacher would hit you with a ruler if you were if you went against the rule. I got spanked in my school. So there was an element of fear just being me, right? There was an element of fear just being me. Um, and I, I, I find myself getting in trouble, right? I found myself getting in trouble for things that I didn't think that should be getting me in trouble. Why was I laughing at these things that otherwise was just getting me in trouble? And why were these types of things the only thing I cared about? Why was sports what I cared about? Why was being outside? Why did I not care about math? Why did I care more about stories and literature? Why did I like to go to the theater more than I like to go to the football games? Why did I like all this stuff? Well, I didn't ask myself why, right? Because in grade school, it's not about whys. It's 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 more so about do what you're supposed to. It's more so about start conforming now. Start conforming now so that later you don't have to break bad habits. So start acting like the little boy, the empire self boy that you're supposed to be now so that later you can not have to worry about tearing apart all the things that aren't the structural self that we want you to be. There is. There is the root of the fear of self, I do believe. We pressure each other to be something that we are not. I pressure my friends all the time to become something that is going to serve my purpose, that is going to serve my ideals, but it's not who they are. That pressure in and of itself, that pressure is a manipulative, fear-based tool that I am using, that I subconsciously use, that teachers use, that families use, that cultures use in order to shape an individual to function the way that they're supposed to function. The church does that. The Buddhist monks do that. Everybody does that. So 
How do we break free from it? Well, one of my favorite words after I began my journey has become becoming unstuck. So learning how to become unstuck. So recognizing, recognizing in this moment, in this instance, that I am not okay being what you want me to be. So for many years, right, I lived trying so hard to be what other people wanted me to be. It was so unnatural, everybody. It was so unnatural that I had to use drugs and alcohol to do so. Started at a very early age with Adderall and Xanax and then sleeping pills. And all this stuff was was prescribed to me so that I could be something that I wasn't necessarily. It would make it easier for me to be something that I was supposed to be in this society. All that time I was losing myself. And when I'm losing myself, I'm becoming ignorant of myself. If I'm becoming ignorant of myself, then ignorance, I do firmly, firmly believe to be the number one cause of fear that we face. Ignorance. And how freaking beautiful is that? How freaking beautiful. If fear is based off of ignorance, then that means all I have to do is begin to educate myself about myself to get over my fear of who I actually am. Now, the steps of doing that come different for everybody, right? The the steps to getting to know myself, well, it started out in rehab for heroin. Hopefully, your step doesn't start out with that. But I will say that inside of that, there was one instance where I really started to connect with myself. And that was when I began to learn how to meditate and how to ground and then how to kind of release myself from this body and look back at who I was. It was it was sometime in there. This was like 10 years ago, right? It was sometime in there where I go, wait, there's a little bit of magic in here. I'm finally able to see myself for who I am. But I wasn't able to rest with that. I wasn't able to stay in it. And I wasn't able to fully accept it because in order to do that, you have to become familiar with that self. So you can see yourself. You can see yourself for how you truly are in a moment while you're stuck and while you're in depression or while you're in straight addiction. But in order to actually begin to believe that that self that you see through your meditation practices is you takes time. It takes consistency. It takes effort. That's something that I did not do. I did not do the practice to continually subject myself to myself so that I could see who I was, so that I could accept who I was. So then when I got out of rehab, I instantly fall into the, who am I supposed to be? Who am I supposed to be so that I can be sober? Who am I supposed to be so that I'm not suicidal anymore? Who am I supposed to be so that I can be successful? Those are the wrong questions. Who am I supposed to be so that I can be me? That is more the question that I'm supposed to do. What am I supposed to do so that I can find out who I'm supposed to be? That is what we need to look at. How am I supposed to be the best self that I am going to be? And then once that image begins to get clearer, and more clear as we do more and more of those practices. So for me, it went into yoga, then went into triathlon. And as I began to do triathlon consistently and find myself in these places of extreme discomfort and extreme challenge and wanting to give up, everything that I was feeling in life 
was coming true in the controlled environment of my triathlon, right? Every challenge, every fear, every thought of, I can't make it, I can't do it, I'm not enough, all those thoughts came up. And in the process, I'm able to get mindful, connect with my breath, and watch myself move through them. And watch myself move through all the other things that otherwise in regular life I would conform, I would shift who I was to conform to who I thought that I was supposed to be. Now, when I live every day and I get to experience at least 10 minutes of me in this state of overcoming this this not enough feeling, then I start to go, wait a second, there's something there. I need to go look at that. There's there's two me's in here. One's not enough and one is. One does triathlons and finishes and one doesn't. One gives up. Which one do I want to accept? And then the magic starts happening. And then the empire of self starts to be built because then I get to start making a choice because then I get to start erecting my city of self. I get to start erecting my empire. I get to start looking at the things that I love. Imagine that you're building an empire. You want to put all the things that you love in there. You want to put all the things that you're passionate about. You want to put all of your strengths. And yes, you even want to have all of your weaknesses in there. And you want to have them all in there. And you want to be so aware of them. And you want to govern them. You want to govern them so that they grow and so that they provide a safe, secure, and confident place for you to continue living and for you to give back. So that first step, that fear of self, how bad is an empire to live in when you're scared of the very walls that confine you? So come with me. Let's dive in. Let's tackle that fear of self. Let's do something today that's going to be able to show you that you are enough, even if that is just one push-up, even if that is just brushing your teeth all the way through the full five minutes that you're supposed to. Do something that surprises you today. Drink a cup of tea instead of a Diet Coke. Do something that's been on your heart. And then show yourself, I can, in a place that you thought that I couldn't. And yes, that can be exercise. That can also be something that I've been doing lately. And I've been practicing learning and memorizing lines out of books. That's something that I never thought that I could do. But I'm doing it now. And each time that I do it, I get to see a new aspect of myself. A new aspect of myself that can do it when I believed that I can't. So let's go in. Let's build that empire. Let's get over that fear of self. And then after we get over that fear of self, then the most beautiful thing about an empire, the most beautiful thing about an empire is that it is a provision for everyone around it. Everyone around it can come in and feel safe. Everyone around it can come in and experience the warmth and experience the love and experience the fruits of our harvest when we have overcome the fear of self, when we have 
redecorated our walls from barbed wire to wonderful celebratory flowers and jesters and royal regal dancers all over the place, right? When we change our perception of ourself, then all of a sudden people are more likely to come in. Now, here is a very, very difficult thing, though. If you're just getting over that fear of self, you're basically just getting used to being inside of your own skin. If you're just being used to being inside of your own skin, then it's very difficult to trust that somebody else can come in. The fear of self to me was a little bit easier because I am a, um, I, I am mostly internally focused anyway. I, I don't necessarily, um, although I like to be friendly, although I like to go out, I'm, I'm not an extrovert and I internalize most of my processes. I internalize most of my processes, but I end up actually finding most of my truths through discussion with other people. And I usually end up uh, getting only far enough, right? I only get far enough with myself that I, I always have to reach out to somebody else at some point. And I'll try. I'll try to hold on and just keep my walls up and it just be me. And I don't know why. It's just like I, I, I get to this point where I go, if I don't reach out, I'm either going to start backsliding or I, that's the only option. If I don't reach out, I'm going to start backsliding. So what I do in that moment is I make a decision and I make a choice, right? Because now I'm secure. I'm secure inside my walls and I can venture out. I'm confident that if I go out and go bring somebody and say, hey, come to my new beautiful fortress, that they're going to be fine to come in. And once they're in, I've now built up this area and polished it so much that I'm proud of it. So when they come in, I'm proud to show them what I have. And I'm also happy to give them what I have. Now, it really helped me because when I was first going through this process, right, I was in a program called Alcoholics Anonymous. So for me, I had this overwhelming fear of self. And what I did was slowly start to accept difficult things about me. And then as I accepted those difficult things about me, I saw that I'm not alone. They're not that bad. And many, many people go through them and it doesn't make me a bad person. And then I began to go, oh, wait, I've got beautiful flowers, beautiful gardens, beautiful rivers and restaurants and everything inside of me. And I'm not letting anybody in. So then I go, I need, in order to be even more happy, I am either going to need to reach out or... I'm just going to need to close my walls down forever and nobody can come in. Well, for me, that made me very depressed. I couldn't just close my walls forever. So I had to get over that fear of others. And here's another thing that was starting to happen. When I'm stuck inside of my own walls, I almost poison it, right? I almost walk around and it's like it's like you you put your own waste inside and you have to 
You have to be able to get out. You have to be able to open those doors and you have to have some help because you just can't garden at all. You can't do it all, all yourself. And it's much better to have collaboration. So it's much better to have people all around the U.S., right, or all around the world who are also empires, who are also going to be able to help you. And when I started to notice that, that I could become so much more if I reached out, I had to get over my fear of others. So in order to get over my fear of others, all I did, all I did was reach out and ask somebody to coach me. Ever since grade school, I've been largely uncoachable. So this was not ju- this was not an easy thing for me to do. I was horrible at listening to a teacher, and I was horrible at listening to any of my coaches in football or wrestling or anything, really, because I wouldn't let them in to see my weakness because if they saw my weaknesses, then I wasn't going to be enough. And then they would change my view. Then that would ultimately change my view of self. So in order to let them in, I found a coach and I go, I am going to do whatever it is that you tell me to do as we start to extract my weaknesses. In doing so, it's very curious actually, because in doing so, I'm actually opening the door for the third fear of God and fear of faith. Because I'm telling that coach, that other human being, I'm telling that coach, come in, I trust you, do whatever you need to help me get to where I am supposed to be. Help me and my empire grow to become whatever it's supposed to be. And then I trust, and then I just show up, and then he tells me to do this, and he tells me to do that, and he tells me that I have this running, and he tells me that I have this reading, and then I do that, and I do that run. And then, after a few months, I find myself in a new state. I find myself looking at a finish line and going, I'm about to, I'm going to finish that. I'm going to finish that race, and I thought and at one point, my, there's no way this empire could have finished this race. And now I'm about to. And that's only because I started listening and I let somebody in and I trusted. So now, now I'm at this spot where I go, wow, the power of trust and the power of others and the power of believing in myself can take me from a heroin addict all the way to an Ironman triathlete. If that's the case, if that's seriously the case, then how much more can I go? Because these others, these coaches, these other people, they also bring in their crap. These, I continue to bring in my crap. It's like we need a larger filtration system. How do we get rid of it? How do we, how, how after we build an empire, do we actually rid ourselves of all the actual negative that's now going to be holding back our entire empire from growth? Well, we, we can't use others at this point, and we can't use self at this point. I love the case of threes. It's in the case of threes, right, that we are able to really develop a lot of power. And when I look at this, when I look at self and other, I actually 
without even thinking about it, what I have done is I have created a power source that is greater than myself. Fascinating, right? Yes, that is very true. By eliciting the help of another individual, of another coach, I have summoned the power of something greater than myself. I have summoned the power of something greater than myself by asking somebody for help. I have just overcome my fear of self by asking somebody for help. I've overcome my fear of others by asking somebody for help. And I have overcome my fear of God by asking for help because I have summoned the power of something greater than myself and greater than this other person in order to become something greater. So this is, in essence, the framework that I was able to begin to start working so that I could conceptualize a spiritual life. Because for the past couple years, right, I've basically been living off of this 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 mentality of get it down physically, get it down physically, survive, don't drink, survive, don't drink, survive. And then it was like, okay, don't drink, survive, and get extremely fit. Don't drink, survive, get extremely fit and healthy. Don't drink, survive, get extremely fit and healthy. Then it was just be, just keep on going. Just keep on pushing. Just keep on pushing, 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 pushing. And then I came to a point where it was empty. It was as if all of this work that I had been doing inside my empire, all these bulldozers were in there just stirring up all this land. And then as the land built up and from the outside, it looked like this glorious, wonderful castle. And they, they started taking pictures of me on the beach in my Speedo. And I was just like living the dream, just like, oh, wow, I've built myself all up. I was so empty, everybody. I was so empty. But here's the thing. I was sober. I was sober and I had everything on the outside that it looked like I should have. I had a business. I had a best-selling book. I had a, a speaking life. I had a Iron Man life. I had a just so many things going for me, but I was empty on the inside. I started to become depressed again. I started to become almost suicidal again. And then I started to go, you know what? I've got to open up this third vessel more. I've got to open up this God vessel more. I've got to I've got to finally get over my fear of God. I are I believe in faith. I believe in faith. So why is it going to be hard for me to get over God? The reason why it was hard for me to get over God was because I had a lot of childhood and adolescence and early adulthood hate for a God. But I was hating a God that that wasn't hating me back. I was hating a God because of what other people told me that God hated me for. My God was never actually saying any of that stuff. I was just listening to what other people were saying about him. I knew inside of my heart, however, that this God 
this, this radiant beam of light that I had somehow summoned up by asking for help from other people and by beginning to help other people and bringing myself into the equation. I recognize that this ray of light that was bursting forth by living this way was something more powerful than me being able to run a triathlon or me being able to wake up in the morning and do something that I didn't want to do or me doing these great feats. Like I, you know, I, I saw the, I saw the power inside of it and I go, I've got to tap into that or I'm going to start backsliding. And that's when I realized that I didn't need to go out and search for a God that was contrary to my childhood beliefs, right? Because I had, I had gone to every different religion that you could think of, and I had searched for God in those places, including Alcoholics Anonymous. I had searched for God in those places. But for some reason, I wasn't understanding who he was. I would, I would get into it, and it was almost like I saw a glimpse, but I couldn't ascertain the entire I couldn't fall in love. I couldn't see this God for this romance, this oneness, this this beautiful thing that was spoken about by so many people. Why wasn't I experiencing like that? And I was not experiencing like that because I was still stuck in my fear of God based off of what other people had told me who God was, the God of my childhood, who God was. Now, what I had to do to overcome that is the same thing that I had to do to overcome my fear of self and my fear of others, and that is to subject myself to it, to become present to it. So what I did is I started going not to the Buddhist temple and not back to AA. Instead, I dove straight in to the childhood church, to the Christian church, so that I could go and I could have that relationship with the God that I was, with the God of the religion that I was born into. And y'all, let me tell you something. We go a lot and we go, you're supposed to go ask for forgiveness, right, to God. But when I went... I didn't really ask for forgiveness. I went and I forgave him. I forgave him and I forgave his people. I remember my one of my first loves, his name was Ryan, and he ended up passing away at a very early age. His, his parents ended up making a, a movie called For They Know Not What They Do. And it was in that movie when I heard, for they know not what they do, that I realized that I needed to go and I needed to forgive the church. And I needed to forgive all those people. And until then, I was going to be stuck underneath my fear of God. (laughs) If I was going to be stuck underneath my fear of God, then there was going to be no freaking way for me to ever keep on growing in my empire of self. I had become stuck. Yes, I had transcended the physical and the mental. My mind, body, and spirit were just freaking alive. I mean, people were just like, wow, you have transformed everything about yourself. 
You should be so proud, but I wasn't. You should be so proud. I had done all of this, right? But I was empty. I had also erected a extremely wonderful social support system, both online and in person, that was just a wealth of of community and love, yet I was empty. And I had also begun great spiritual practices, yoga, meditation, all of this stuff. And I had really come to an understanding of God. I had actually began praying. I had really began to understand Him, but I was still depressed. Why? It was because I still had a fear of the childhood God that I was growing up with. And I'm still growing up. I'm still that same child. If I'm still that same child, I've got to go back and I've got to forgive that being and those, 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 those motions and that, that trauma and all that vibration that's still radiating inside. I've got to go in and I've got to go heal that. And in order to do so, I've got to subject myself to that. And I've got to see something different than what I believe. And as I do that, as I begin to kind of fake it till you make it, right? Go in and see until you believe. Then I started to see. I started to pray. I started to say, God, start showing me all of the truth and show me the difference. Like, allow me to see what is supposed to be seen here. Allow me to have the faith that I'm supposed to have so that I can do the great things that you want me to do. And this in lies the essence of the empire self. Because at this point, at this point, then we are able to start transmitting, right? We're able to really start glowing. At this point, we're really able to provide for people as they come in and as they ask us for help. Because at this point, we don't have fear. We don't have fear of ourself. We don't have fear of somebody else and others and love and intimacy. And we don't have fear in the belief of a higher power or a non-higher power. We don't have fear that our belief that our belief core, that our values, that our understanding of life, that our purpose is subject to removal and pulling us further away from being enough and being the perfect, beautiful, wonderful person that you are. These three fears, fear of self, fear of others, fear of God, I believe that these Three fears are absolutely, are absolutely the most essential thing that I went through, that I have gone through so far. And it's a, and it's a process, and I do believe that it looks different for every single person. But I wanted to share those because I do believe that if you are able to find out how to overcome that fear of self, that then you are going to be able to welcome more people into your life. And as you begin to welcome more people into your life, you're going to be able to develop into love. You're going to be able to start seeing. You, you might even cross the word God out, honestly. You might even end up crossing God, Jesus, Buddha, whatever. You might end up crossing it out and just putting love 
because that's what you're going to end up seeing there. But then once you see that, you have to accept it. You have to accept that it is what it is, that this thing, whatever is binding all these people together and you together, when y'all come together, you're going to have to see that this is a higher power and this thing, this thing is out to help you for the greater of the good of the entire universe. And when I say you, I mean all of you. I don't mean this God is out to help you. I mean this God is out to help all of you, including me, as we come together to create the you that is he, that is one, that is God, that is love. So join with me. Let's create these empire selves. Goodbye, goodbye.